Bill Carslake, hello. Hello, John. Nice to meet you online. It is indeed. It is indeed. I'm going to call you a poet of place. How do you like that? Well, it's a new one, but I'm very happy to go with it. Thank you. Just to give you a quick sense of Bill, if you go onto his website and you look at his profile photo, then what you'll actually see is a rather intrepid man um, abseiling down the side of what looks like a glacier. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing experience to go inside a glacier. Now, I would imagine that some of this intrepid spirit that drew the Finzi Trust to you and uh, I'm sure was part of their decision to award you a scholarship must be reflected in your work, both as a musician and as a writer. Yeah, um, I really like composers where I feel openness and wildness and the unexpectedness that is our experience of the natural world, um, whether that's our visual experience or our oral experience. There's something I love to do um, when out in nature, um, which I have done um, for the Finzi Trust piece, um, which is to um, take photographs of um, natural imprints um whether that's you know um striations in rock or um for the piece for the finzi trust it was um a, a gathering of hares they'd gathered to feed one night uh, when there'd been fresh snow and um in the morning there was just this incredible mosaic of footprints and um so i like to do something where i well i call it image notation but where i just take a photograph of that and then o overlay um, musical stave onto the photograph and um, take those notes as um, as sacrosanct really you know as obviously there's going to be interpretation involved but certainly that I don't move them around um, and then I'll take that music the ultimate form of nature-based graphic notation <laughs> I love the thought of you just picking up footprints from a photograph like that so tell us more about this piece it's called Timidus Yes. Um, after Lepus Timidus, the Latin name or binomial for uh, the Arctic hare. But you picked up on the Timidus element that makes me think of the skittish movement of the hare. Is there something about that in the music? Yes. Um, yeah, they're, they have this incredible um, combination with them, within themselves of, uh, of, of deep stillness where they will sit for... Um, I mean, they'll sit for four hours in their form, which is um, this little shallow indentation in the peat surface. Um, so they don't burrow underground. Um, and then they have the ability to, as you say, to be very skittish, but, but they have the ability to start very fast, um, almost without parallel. Um, it, it's really extraordinary that these hairs have one of the largest um, heart-to-body weight ratios of any um, animal um, in the world. So uh, it's larger than um, the cheetahs. It's larger. Than, it's way larger than the dogs. Um, it's it's massively much larger than the humans. Um, so they have an enormous heart, and they can start 
very fast. And then they have an, an enormous intelligence, which is fabled um, throughout history. But if you speak to any countryman and ask him or her tales of how hares have eluded predators, I mean, they come up with some extraordinary tales. And this skittishness that you refer to is is, is one of them. They, they have the ability to do what um, stoats do, which is um, they... Whereas a stoat will um, do a skittish thing where it will literally do a dance... Um, just in the moment before it goes for the jugular, so it will it will literally do a dervish dance, uh, and in that moment will completely <laughs> daze its its um, its prey. Um, uh, and these dances are crazy to watch. Well, the hare, I think, at some point must have stolen this from the stoat. Um, I haven't checked that yet with an expert, but um, hares have this incredible ability to do a very skittish dance and um, confuse you, and then as it happened to me, you look to see where this dancer has gone and it has completely disappeared. And that was just 10 feet away from me. And this is an animal that doesn't burrow. <laughs> I just <laughs> couldn't find it. I love the thought of a hare stealing a dance from a stoat and that being an inspiration to you. I mean, tell us briefly how you were inspired by this movement and by some of the other habits of the hare for your actual music making. Well, yeah, definitely. The the um, contrast between stillness and suddenness um, is th- is there in the piece throughout, and um, was very important to me. Um, also, there's just the sheer variety in how they move. Um, they do have this skittish quality. They can also be just apex um, Olympic athletes, and uh, they can move with such sort of fluidity. and And they're moving, you know, um, over forty miles an hour over what. Oh yeah, yeah. These are very, very fast, you know. And if a cheetah has to stop after running for twenty seconds and has to stop for half an hour to catch its breath, a hare can run at that speed for about fifteen minutes. Wow, that explains the size of the heart in part, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it does. It does. So they have this incredible fluidity, and the combination of the silence, the suddenness, and the fluidity is enough to just inspire you know, so much um, musical richness, you know, you, you just have to watch them and, and then you get an idea of how, how it might sound. Mm-hmm. 